blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. And today we are continuing the round of 32 in our 2022 patron tournament. It's been very exciting so far. Uh, I've honestly, tons of different people. I couldn't make out like you know an actual bracket if I wanted to because it's a lot of good parody. So our first contestant had a strong showing in last year's tournament, and we accept no imitation because she's the genuine article. She's legitimate. She is Jody, the real deal steal. Jody, welcome back. Hey. Please say hi and remind everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, hi everyone. I am Jody. I'm from Rhode Island. Um, I work for a giant internet corporation that you probably hate. Um, <laughs> yeah, haven't been up to too much since last time. Just, you know, working, staying alive, doing the parent thing. Very nice. Well, we're excited to have you back and back in the uh, the trivia seat. You did a fantastic job hosting our breast cancer awareness episode, but uh, it's happy to have you back uh, doing what I think what you're even better at, which is answering questions. <laughs> But you were very good. <laughs> Questions were great. That was really fun. I thought for a minute I was going to have to go against uh, Caroline. I think at one point the bracket was looking that way. And I was like, oh, no, because she was such a good player. Yeah. Um, that was a ton of fun. She so, was dominant that episode. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. So. All right. And facing Jody. He's a majestic mount who galloped past Micah Easter in the first round. But can he trot into our next round? It's Eric Eid the Steed. Yeah, you're a big old steed. How you like that one, Eric? That's better than the last one. I don't remember what the last one was, but I know I didn't like it. Uh, no, I'm doing good. Uh, this week has come to an end, thank God, and hopefully next week doesn't suck as bad as this week did. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you've uh, unfortunately been dealing with uh, uh, some extra wetness. Yeah, we had a flood in the basement, um, and the only reason I found it is just happened to uh, cut the internet out somehow. The internet went dead. I'm like, oh, I got to go restart start the, the, the modem there. So I opened the door, and some expletives left my mouth immediately, and, and then again, and again, <laughs> and a few more times a few after more time, yeah. Yep, yep, makes sense. All right. All right, now that we know about the uh, issues of homeownership, uh, let's <laughs> learn some rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, now that we all know how to play our game, 
I want to get to know Eric and Jody just a little bit better. And because we are recording this on Oscar Sunday, uh, just to date when we are recording this, I want to know what is your favorite Academy Award Best Picture winner? Eric, you go first. All I think is something. Pass. <laughs> you don't like a single one of them. I can't. I don't know who wins those because half the time they're like movie. Did Forrest Gump win? If Forrest Gump won, then yes, Forrest Gump. That's it. That, okay. That, that's. I think that's one, right? It won. It absolutely say. won. Uh, then for that's it. The year of 1994, basically. Unless League of Their Own won also, it then did not win. Then no, Forrest Gump. We're good. Okay. Uh, I every best picture winner I know has just left my brain. Um, let me think for a second because we had just asked. Too like my favorite like 90s like you know prestige movie i could do something mm-hmm. i'm gonna just say i think it won best picture uh titanic just for the cultural impact it had on me as a 12 year old girl in 1997 it probably won best picture i can't remember it won like 14 oscars or something except poor leo uh, look it so. up. uh it did it, it won did. best okay. picture for okay. 19 in 1998 all right okay. so both 90s options Forrest Gump or Titanic. I have seen them both. John, do you remember what... uh, We actually shared the same favorite movie of all time. What movie is that? Favorite movie of all time? Yeah. Uh, That would be The Shawshank Redemption. That is. And do you know what piece of trash film won Best Picture instead of uh, (laughs) Shawshank Redemption? I believe it was Forrest Gump. And so out of bitterness, I am not picking Forrest Gump. I am 100% picking Titanic. And so that means, Jody, you get to pick your category first. All right. Uh, I'll take it. It's a technical, but I'll take it. Um, let's go with music. Okay. And we're starting off in the 50s. Beautiful. These brothers from a legendary rock band were born in Amsterdam, Netherlands in the 50s and not Panama. Oh, Van Halen. <laughs> yeah, a uh, pretty easy one. Yep, they yeah. are from the Netherlands. Well done. All right. All right. Uh, Eric, what category would you like? Uh, toys and games, please. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. All right. What line of spinning top toys was first introduced in 1999 in Japan? It had an accompanying anime and manga. Players would launch their tops into a battle arena to duke it out. Can you read that again? Of course. What line of spinning top toys was first introduced in 1999 in Japan? It had an accompanying anime and a manga. Players would launch their tops in a into a battle arena to duke it out. Oh, geez. What is that stupid toy? Um... Some reason, the only thing, everything stuck in my head is pogs right now. Um, it is. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm. Oh wow! I'm gonna pass. I can't think of it. All right, he doesn't have it. Jody, can you steal? Is that Beyblade? Beyblade is correct. Cool. That was a total guess. Nice. Second. Let them rip is what it used to say when the when they did the anime. <laughs> So, all right. Guess y'all were not fans. Anyway, uh, moving on. She gets the steal. Jody, what category would you like? Um, let's go with literature. Literature even says it correctly. <laughs> well, just for that, your decade is the 60s. 
All right. See the dice roll on that? Can yeah. you get a verification? <laughs> yes, you may. <laughs> you just showed you the 60s. That didn't mean anything. I just like you guys have a dice that actually just has decades on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. We got we got swag here at uh, TTT. <laughs> well, yeah. We don't sell it. We just keep it for ourselves. Exactly. But, yes. <laughs> All right. This children's fantasy adventure novel was first published in 1961. Written by Norton Juster, it centers on a young boy named Milo who by means of magic is transported to the once prosperous but now troubled Kingdom of Wisdom. Oh, that is the Phantom Tollbooth. That is the Phantom Tollbooth. Such a trippy book. It is. <laughs> Very much so. All right, Eric, what category would you like? Uh, let's do food, please. Okay. And we're staying in the 60s. Okay. Question from Ian Schultze. Uh, and if I forgot to mention, that last question was by Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie, and thank you, Ian. All right, 60s food. These pastries from Kellogg's have been sold since 1964. Whether frosted or not, they're available in dozens of flavors, along with some seasonal and one-time flavors as well. Pop-Tarts? Simple Pop-Tarts, that is correct. Good old Pop-Tarts. Favorite Pop-Tart flavor, go. Cherry. Cherry. What oh. was yours? Oh. Jody, what was yours? Cherry. Both cherry? Yeah. Freaks. Gross. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're not freaks. You're wonderful people. I just, just <laughs> plain Jane. Just like keep it simple. I just yeah, the fruit ones I cannot do. I like the chocolate ones and and oh. John, you can say what I know your favorite is. Oh, it's uh brown sugar and cinnamon. Yeah, brown sugar and cinnamon oh. is, is right up there with me. That one and the s'mores are probably like tied for my favorite. As long as no one says unfrosted. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that. That is the real, uh, you know, heinous people. Like yeah. they, they need to go to a psych ward. Um, <laughs> only kidding here. Only kidding. If you like it, whoo. Okay, awkward. Moving on, Eric. <laughs> uh, no, not Eric. We're back to Jody. Jody, what category would you like? Back to me. Um, let's go fashion. Okay. And your decade is the two thousands. What premium jeans company was established in two thousand and two? Their products are sold at major department stores, including Von Mar, Nordstrom, Bloomingdale's, Saks Fifth Avenue, and maybe even Heaven. That's the whole question? That's oh the gosh. whole question. What? Yeah. You got it. Not, not a whole lot to go on there. Um, maybe even in Heaven. And I can think of a lot of jean brands from that time. That was peak jean wearing time for me. Um, nothing... Hmm. I have no idea. I'm just going to say mud. Mud is incorrect, but it is a jeans company. So you got that. All right, Eric, can you steal? Read that one more time. Of course. <laughs> what premium jeans company was established in 2002? Their products are sold at major department stores, including Von Mar, Nordstrom, Bloomingdale's, Saks Fifth Avenue, and maybe even heaven. I have no idea. Guess. There you go. Guess is incorrect. Obviously, the heaven thing being the uh, the hint there. John, do you have a guess? I'm. I don't even think this is a gene company. I'm just going to throw in afterlife. Oh, it's not a bad guess. Not a bad guess. I'm looking for true religion. True religion oh. is a genes company. That's the one. All right. All right, Eric, what category would you like to go to? Let's let's go with TV. Okay. Ooh, we're going back to the 60s. 
Ernest Borgnine played the title character in what show running from 1962 to 66? The sitcom centered around the antics of the crew of a PT boat in the Pacific War during World War II. There was a 1997 film adaptation starring Tom Arnold. Based on the Tom Arnold part, uh, is that Down Periscope? Down Periscope oh. is incorrect. Jody, can you steal? Is that Mikhail's Navy? It is Mikhail's Navy. Down Periscope was the Kelsey Grammer That's submarine it. film. Yeah, from around okay. the same time. So yes. many submarine yeah. films. <laughs> <laughs> Mikhail's Navy is correct. Jody gets the steal. Uh, and categories left. We still have movies, news and politics, slang, sports are our last ones. Uh, let's do movies. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. In The Professional, Leon, a hitman, reluctantly takes in twelve year old a 12-year-old as his protege after her family is murdered. The film stars Jean Reno, Gary Oldman, and what future Oscar winner as the protege? Uh, I had this exact haircut when this movie came out. So I'm. it's Natalie Portman. And I saw that movie when I was way too young to have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I know exactly that haircut. And yeah, I think I saw it way too young as well. But it is Natalie Portman. Fantastic early role for her. All right. All right. Eric, which uh, category would you like? With slang, please. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. Okay. What word referring to a knickknack or inexpensive souvenir originally came from the Yiddish language and became absorbed into the English language in the 70s? Is that tchotchke? Tchotchke is correct. Good pull. Wow. <laughs> All right. All right. Jody, do you want news and politics or do you want sports? Uh, I don't really want either. Um, <laughs> let's go news and politics. Okay. Cool. The dice are coming up 60s. Oh, wow. Okay. From 1963 to 1966, Malaysia and Indonesia were involved in a violent conflict where most of the action occurred in the border area between the two nations on what island, which is the third largest island in the world and the largest in Asia. Is that Jakarta? Jakarta is incorrect. Eric, can you steal? I'm going to say Borneo. Borneo is correct. Good, Good job. job. Good job getting that steal. And we are going to finish off in sports for Eric. And Eric gets the 50s. Okay. <laughs> in 1958, what Detroit Red Wing right winger won the NHL MVP Hart Trophy for the fourth time in the decade? He'd win two more in the 60s. Read that one more time. Of course. And it was the 50s, John, right? You said 50s? Mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure. In 1958, what Detroit Red Wing right winger won the NHL MVP Hart Trophy for the fourth time in the decade? He'd win two more in the 60s. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. That's Gordie Howe. That is Gordie Howe. I had a feeling you might pick up on that one as you have uh, some hockey jerseys behind you. Yeah, just a couple. 
Just a couple. All right. Well, that is the end of round one. John, could you give us our score update? Well, despite a slow start, Eric was able to catch up a good bit. Uh, going into the second round, Jody has 50 and Eric has 40. Yep, that's right. It is absolutely anyone's game. And Jody, as you got to pick first in round one, that means Eric gets to pick for you first to start off round two. Sports, please. <laughs> Give her sports, okay. Jody, my dice say 60s. <laughs> of course they do. Of course. All right. What American high jumper won the gold medal in the 1968 Summer Olympics in Mexico City? His dominant performance came from a special technique where he would flop backwards over the bar, a move that would forever change the sport of high jump. I'm pretty sure I don't, I'm pretty sure I've heard this before that the whole thing about changing the way that they jumped, I I have no idea. I have to pass because I can't even think of a name uh. <laughs> of a track person for, <laughs> or a track and field person from that decade. You don't know every uh, Olympic high jumper of all time? Uh, no? You lost me at Olympic high jumper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Eric, can you steal this one? I actually know this. Only reason I know this is because we did a fake movie trailer using this for the Benchy Awards on the Benchwarmers. Um, Neil Fisher, Sam Carr, and myself put together, uh, and Marcus Ellis actually helped as well. Um, it was for a fake movie called Flop, um, and it's about uh, Dick Fosbury. Yes, Fosbury. He invented the Fosbury flop. Dick Fosbury is correct. I don't know why his name makes it so much better. <laughs> right? And uh, the, the tagline for our fake movie uh, flop was, uh, all it takes is one dick. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. One dick can change the world. Uh, Eric, you just stole that question. And now you do not get to pick your question, but Jody's going to pick one for you. Uh, Eric's going to get fashion. Okay. Oh, I love it. And your decade is the 90s. What style of dress became popular in the 90s as part of the underwear as outerwear trend? They were made from layered chiffon, polyester satins, and charmeuse, and often trimmed with lace. Was that English? That was, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> just, just, there's a lot of words in there that I have no idea. Um, I have no idea. Uh pass i have no I, I got nothing all right does not have it jody uh do you know this dress I, I mean i know what you're describing i feel like i've heard it called a few different things but is it a slip dress slip dress is correct that is how they are or sometimes an under slip dress but yes that is it all right getting the steal and eric now you got to pick for jody uh news and politics and we are staying in the 2000s. Or we're going to the 2000s. Sorry. Last <laughs> one right. of the 90s. You know what I meant. Yeah, I gotcha. All right. What American Commodities Energy and Services Company filed for bankruptcy on December 2nd, 2001 after being caught with irregular accounting procedures? Uh, is that Enron? That is Enron. Absolutely. All right. We're moving along. We're moving well. Uh, Jody, what do you want to give to Eric? Um, let's do music. Okay. Now we really are staying in the 2000s. Okay, and we're taking a trip, John. We are taking a trip to the Throwback Lounge. 
And so, Eric, that means you have to name the group of this 2009 Billboard number one hit. Because I'd get a thousand hugs from 10,000 lightning bugs as they tried to teach me how to dance. A fox trot above my head, a sock hop beneath my bed, a disco ball is hanging by a thread. Hey! That you want the group. I want the group. Um, oh crap. Is Owl City. Owl City is correct. The song was Fireflies, and it looked like Jody knew it too. Yeah. (laughs) It took me a minute to get there, but I got there. Yep. Uh, All right. Good job on the throwback question. And now you get a pick for Jody. Um, let's go literature. Okay. Your decade is the 50s. All right. What 1953 novel by James Baldwin tells the story of John Grimes, an intelligent teenager in 1930s Harlem, and his relationship with his family and his church? It's named after an African-American spiritual song dating back to at least the 1860s. This is one of those that I know... And every time it comes up, I can't remember the author or the title, or I know one part of it, and I ne- my stupid brain just never permanently makes the association between Baldwin and this title. Oh, goodness. I have no idea. Uh, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. Swing Low, Sweet Chariot is incorrect. Eric, yeah, can you steal? Is it... Go Tell It on the Mountain? Go Tell It on a Mountain is correct. Or on the mountain. Go Tell It on the Mountain is correct. Yeah, Good. it is. Good steal. Oh, hey, Jody Steel. Steel. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jody. You get to pick for Eric now. Uh, let's go toys and games. Okay. Finally, we have our first 80s question. Wow. All right. Eric, what Saturn-looking jumping device was made by Hasbro, similar, similar to its stick cousin? This inflatable ball placed in the center of a sturdy plastic circle helped kids catch air in the 80s. It's just called a pogo ball? Pogo ball is correct. It's got a lot of different names. I saw pogo ball, lolo ball, uh, spring ball, disco ball, pogo it. But yes, that's that Saturn looking thing that I feel like every kid around our age had. Absolutely. I've hurt myself very many a yep. times on that thing. <laughs> that's like broken wrist central, yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. All right. Uh, Eric, what category do you want to give to Jody? with slang please okay and your decade is the 90s meaning i get the joke you just made credit for this six word phrase uh credit for this six words me all right let's <laughs> just say this over again meaning i get the joke you just made Credit for this six-word phrase's popularity is given to the show Friends when in a 1996 episode, Phoebe sarcastically says it to Joey. 
Can, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this to you again. So can you read it, read it again? <laughs> Not a problem. I can. I'll figure it out. Meaning, I get the joke you just made. Credit for this six-word phrase's popularity is given to the show Friends when, in a 1996 episode, Phoebe sarcastically says it to Joey. Oh, I'm gonna pass. I'm drawing a blank. All right, uh, Joey, you're actually pretty close. The line that she actually said was, "I see what you did there." So that's, oh, that's not close at all. But <laughs> I appreciate your. Yeah, your it was it was not one of my best questions, but I'm glad it's over with and done and off my board now. <laughs> so thank you. Sometimes they just sit there and I'm like, I hope that question gets asked just because I don't like it and I want it to be done. <laughs> so, all right. Um, we got uh, Jody, you are picking for Eric and left. We have food, movies and TV. Um, let's go food. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. Okay. A question from Jackie LaFave. This side dish, first introduced in 1972, could be bought in a box or canister and prepared in a pot or in the microwave. It currently has sales of about 60 million boxes during the Thanksgiving season. What brand name product am I describing? That's stovetop. Stovetop stuffing is correct. And I love stovetop stuffing. I'll say I love it better than homemade stuffing. Like I can just, it's so quick to make and it just fluffs up and it's terrible for you, but it is absolutely amazing. That's correct. (laughs) That is correct. All right. He gets the points. Eric, do you want to give Jody TV or movies? Um, Movies, please. Okay. Your decade is the 80s. Okay. Eddie Murphy wrote, directed, and starred in this 1989 film. Murphy, along with Richard Pryor, run a nightclub in the late 1930s New York City area. Oh my god, I know this. Oh my god. I can I can picture like the VHS box cover from seeing it in like the, the rental store when I was a kid and they're dressed in like the, the period clothing. What was the movie called? I can even picture like the font that it's printed in. <laughs> oh my god! It's I'm pretty sure it's. Oh my god! It's not. It's not going to come to me. Uh, the Kit Kat Club. The Kit Kat Club, as delicious as that sounds, is incorrect. Eric, can you steal? I love Eddie Murphy probably more than anybody ever should. Um, I love Norbit. I, every anything he's basically ever done. No word. Those have no words have never been said. Never has someone said I love Norbit. Oh, such a good movie. Um, but this is uh, Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights is correct. All right, now let's finish things off in TV. And we're staying in the eighties. Okay. And you're taking another trip to the Throwback Lounge. Yes, in our TV category. So I am going to sing the intro music to this 1989 sitcom. And you've got to tell me the name of that sitcom. All right. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and tradition of the grand design. Some people say it's even harder to find. Hey. That is Family Matters. That is Family Matters. Well done. 
and uh, my favorite sitcom theme music from uh, that era. I absolutely love that song. All right, that is the end of round two. John, could you please give us that score update? All right, Eric was able to pull ahead, but he could not quite double up on Jody. Uh, Eric has 110, and Jody has 70. Okay, so it could still go anyway. We're excited to see what happens here. And uh, Eric, as you are in the lead, what category do you want to be into our final round? Sports, please. Sports, okay. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> I'm sorry. That came out a lot more sarcastic than I was intending. <laughs> uh, your decade will be the 80s. Okay. And uh, Jody, what would you like to add into our final round? Let's go with fashion. Okay. I could, I could throw sarcasm out <laughs> I actually genuinely enjoy fashion. I know it's kind of a cliche for the girl to pick fashion to like screw over the guy, but I actually do like it. So well, I'm hoping I, it gives me an advantage. I have a sports trivia podcast. So it's yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I, have, I stand no chance <laughs> in that category. All right. Well, your decade, decade for fashion will be the 60s. All right. All right, we need the two of you to write down your wagers based on 80s sports and 60s fashion. I'm good. Awesome. Okay. All right, we are going to start off in our 80s sports question. On June 17th, 1986, what small forward from the University of Maryland was drafted second, second overall by the Boston Celtics? Two days later, he died from a cocaine overdose. At only 22, his death led to anti-drug legislation and became a cautionary tale to young athletes everywhere. And if I can get past those uh, mean glare that uh, Jody gave me when I asked that question, I will ask the 60s fashion question. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you didn't You didn't hide that, uh, that face, <laughs> that mean look at all. So literally, do you know how bad I am at sports? You though you said the position, and then I went, "Oh, football." <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, sixties uh, fashion. In 1966, Art and Ernie Brunner of Switzerland emigrated to Los Angeles, California, and that year realized their dream of opening what footwear company, which included the first all-leather tennis shoe. Can you repeat that one? I'm sorry. Of course. In 1966, Art and Ernie Brunner of Switzerland emigrated to Los Angeles, California, and that year realized their dream of opening what footwear company, which included the first all-leather tennis shoe. Can you spell their last name? I'm sorry. Yep. B-R-U-N-N-E-R. Okay. Grasping at straws here. Can you use it in a sentence? Yeah. Uh, can I get the uh, origin? Brunner is the last name of Art and Ernie, who in 1966 <laughs> emigrated to the U.S., et cetera, et cetera. Uh, while our contestants are thinking about their answers, I am going to shout out the Bench Warmers Trivia Podcast. These guys give the best at sports trivia, and I'm not joking. Um, I am okay at trivia. I'm not amazing, but both times I have been on, I have been lucky enough to have Dan Lumberg and Eric Eat as my partner who carried me all the way like the, like the wonderful steed you are, sir, uh, carried me <laughs> in the game. Um, and I didn't have to do a thing. So yeah, it was, uh, they, they know their stuff. 
You talked about Waffle Crisp a lot, and I, I appreciate I appreciated it more than any episode we've ever did. That was the only contribution I could give to the episode was looking up Waffle Crisp facts. <laughs> so, Which I don't think it's back anymore. I can't find it anymore. So yeah, gonna, yeah, I think it was a limited, yeah. yeah, one time Jerks. offering. Uh, Eric or Jody, do you need either question read again? I'm good. Nope, I'm okay. actually also I'm okay. Yeah. All right, Jody, as you were behind, could you please give us your answers to the 80s sports and the 60s fashion question? Uh, all right, so for 80s sports, I had Sniffy McSniff Face, <laughs> um, which now seems like it might be in poor taste. Sorry to that guy. <laughs> um, if his family may be listening. I like the dark humor. I'm good with it. <laughs> uh, and for the 60s fashion, I said K-Swiss. Okay. And Eric, what were your answers? She was a lot closer. It's actually Nose Candy Johnson. Um, <laughs> uh, no, for the fashion, I said K-Swiss. And for the, uh, the the sports question, I believe it's Len Bias. All right. The uh, 60s fashion question, the uh, shoe company. Yes, it is from Switzerland was the big hint. It is K-Swiss. And apparently the K in K-Swiss stands for California. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a joke. I guess because that's how they spell it, but. All right. And the uh, Sniffy McSnifferson <laughs> is his real name is Len Bias, who overdosed um, after being drafted uh, second overall. So, yes, that means Eric got both his questions correct. Jody was uh, close with only with only half of them, 50 percent. But alas, that takes away the uh, excitement from the episode. But uh, Jody, what was your uh, your final wager? Uh, I wagered zero. I was just hoping to cling to the the few points that I have. <laughs> <laughs> right. And Eric, what did you wager? Oh! <laughs> 110. Wow. I can't like, see that. Offended by that? I don't Well, He, he, he throws <laughs> caution to the wind, this guy. what I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, please give us our final scores. All right. With a final score of 220 to 70, Eric Eid is the winner. That is correct. Wow. You are uh, definitely the highest score of the tournament so far. I was scared in the beginning there. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, this is not going to go well, is it? <laughs> uh, it was It was like 50 to 10 at one point. And yeah. yeah, yeah. Just kind of kept clawing back and clawing back. Yeah. So. Just depends on what questions you get sometimes. Yep. So it does. I mean, and he was lucky enough to get two throwback lounge questions for just him. And that is, we know, everybody's favorite. So it's <laughs> my favorite. But uh, all right, Eric, you will continue on. But Jody, unfortunately, this is the end of this year's run for you, uh, though as glorious as it was. Uh, if <laughs> you can, uh, you know, say anything you want, uh, you know, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, I, I usually talk about like, you know, trying to do something good for the world, like donating or mm -hmm. crap like that. Um. <laughs> This time I just want to, I realize I never do this. I'll just shout out to my boyfriend, Bryce, who puts up with me every day. So <laughs> bless him. Um, and my daughter, Quinn, because I never give them shout outs and they always listen to my episodes. Um, and I have some friends that always help me out when I'm writing games or when I'm preparing to be on one and I'm nervous. So uh, Maggie and Mibs and Sarah and my brother, Cam, thank you guys for also putting up with me. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Maggie, Mib, Sarah, and Cam, and the boyfriend and the daughter. Y'all are all awesome. So, all right. We appreciate having your time on here, Jody. It was great to have you. Eric, 
fantastic as well. And uh, you will be on uh, next time. It'll be, you know, when we come back around into our round of 16, you will be taking on Caroline Bronstein. And she can be a very tough opponent. She took down Brian Nash in the last episode, who was uh, another really good contestant. So she is... um, yeah, don't sleep on that one. So let me get my let me get my speech ready for after I lose that one. All right, got it. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, for John, I'm Adam, and that was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la.